0: What's up, Candy Lickers? It's your boy, Matt Mitchell, a.k.a. Casio, back again. Pleased to meet you. Nice to know me. Episode 2, Casio's Cut. Thanks to everybody who checked it out and liked it enough to come back and give me another try. I greatly appreciate that. Thanks also. To the liberal rednecks, Corey Forrester, Drew Morgan, and Trey Crowder for sitting in with me on that first episode. Had such a fun time. We had a blast. We'll probably get in trouble for some of that, but we we, we had fun sharing stories uh, with you guys. I hope you had as much fun as we did. Uh, be sure to follow everything Cassios Cut, Cassioscut.com. That's where you can download the podcast and keep up to date on what's going on. That will continue to grow as the show grows as well. Of course, hopefully we've got the podcast where you listen to podcasts. If not, be sure to reach out to me on any of our social media and uh, let me know where you listen to podcasts and I'll put it on there. I'll figure out a way to get it on there and make sure it is available to everyone out there. I know it's on Apple Podcasts. It's on Spotify now, so should be where you listen. Cassioscut.com is where you need to be. Follow us on social media, and it's at Casioscut, Cassios C-A-S-I-O-S-C-U-T, and that is on all social media, Instagram, Twitter, and the Facebook. Be sure to find us. Also, be sure to interact. If you enjoyed the show last week, thank you for everybody who reached out. And uh, let me know that you liked it. Please reach out to the liberal rednecks, the well-read comedy boys, and let them know you enjoyed them coming on with me. Hopefully, we will have them back again. Keep up to date on my personal feed at the Casio Kid on everything if you want to keep up to date with my stand-up comedy and my radio and all that good stuff this week a very special friend of mine both started in comedy in the birmingham alabama area at the comedy club Stardome. He is one of the most requested comedians uh, that I get requested to perform with. I get hit up all the time saying, why don't you and Funnymane do a show together? And we have, and hopefully we'll do plenty more together. He is a very funny guy, very nice guy. Good to see him through the years get all the stardom and success and accolades that he deserves. You know him as the guy who sits on the couch. It shows us how Alabama fans watch SEC football. Millions of views all over his social media platform. His videos are must-watch during college football season. If you have not seen them, pause this podcast. Go watch a couple. They are hilarious because they are true. That's the best part about them. It's how Alabama fans watch college football games. We will talk behind the scenes on that, how that got started, his comedy and radio, uh, because I juggle all three of those as well, not to the uh, video part, but the radio and the comedy and how we juggle all that together. It is, uh, it's a work. And it's a process, and we will talk about that. We'll have some fun, and you'll get to know Jermaine Funnymane Johnson from Birmingham, Alabama. Be sure to follow him. If you enjoy the show, let him know you appreciate him coming on Casio's Cut. And without further ado, hey, uh, do you consider yourself a viral video star, a comedian? What do you like to say? Jack of all trades, radio Uh, star?
1: Definitely a comedian first. Uh, Blessed to go viral, you know. Yeah. But uh, it is... I, get, I think everybody wants that viral thing now, and I, I understand it, man, but once you get it, it's like um you know you can't really plan for it. you just gotta be prepared for it it's i think like for a,
0: a, I think for a while, and do you maybe you agree with this? I think for a while, maybe before we kind of all understood the concept of it, I think viral stars at first in the comedy world do you think was maybe frowned upon? Oh, absolutely. And now it's kind of embraced and kind of hey, we, we go, hey, we can kind of use this to our ability as a comedian. Absolutely.
1: I think the the guys who were smart from the jump, they saw the value in going viral. It was a lot of guys who, you know, came up through the internet and then they yeah. had all these people following, then they had to learn the craft of stand-up comedy, which right. is actually backwards cuz we come from a time where you had to earn your bones on yeah. stage. You know, so to see somebody selling out theaters and comedy clubs who hadn't earned that—that that was rough at first. But me personally, I looked—I looked at the opportunity. And I was like, "Let me learn from these guys." You know what I'm saying? Because it, it looks like this may be the new wave.
0: All right, so let, let's kind of backtrack just a little bit. So some of you to get to that point may know who, what, how, what we're talking about, as in Jermaine going viral. But funny main, Birmingham native, now. Were you did you go radio after all this or did you start in the radio? Because when I met you, you were already in the radio. Right. Me and you kind of mirror just a little bit. As in, we're both still doing radio, both still doing comedy, um, both still you know kind of doing everything all at once. To me, I joke around. I say I'm I'm doing everything I can not to get a real job yet. Yeah. <laughs> to me, talking for a living, That's I'll legit. I'll sign up for that till I'm a hundred. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so t- to you. Did the radio start first? Did the comedy? How did all this start for you? It was
1: actually uh, comedy first. Comedy started two thousand five. First shot at radio two thousand seven, and then the viral stuff didn't come along till twenty sixteen. Okay. Uh, so it was definitely uh, comedy first. So that was always my first love and my first thing right. I paid attention to. But radio was something that I went to school for and. I grew up in a, a real techni, technological household. My dad right. was a preacher, so we always had to hook up equipment and always had to talk and everything. Running so, things at church, yeah, yeah. Okay. So that was kind of a natural progression, I guess. And but you know, comedy was definitely uh, my first love and my first thing that I really put my effort into.
0: So we're, I'm, st- I started the start home. I assume you started the start home as well, right? Actually. Or did you start at like (laughs) back rooms and stuff or what? What are you doing? I started on the road. I was traveling with Steve Brown from. Very funny guy.
1: Yeah, from at least 2006 to 2011. Okay. And I started doing. Uh, but
0: how does he find you? Let's go to, let's do that.
1: Yeah, I was living in Tuscaloosa, had finished school at Stillman. went to the university for a few years. So if you're talking about comedy at that time in Tuscaloosa, Steve Brown. You got to be talking about Steve yes. Brown. So he would have open mic nights or whatnot. And I just go and, you know, ask for a little time. He threw me in the fire immediately okay <laughs> he was like okay you want to do comedy all right well you hosting my show she so do you like,
0: remember your first night that's why i like to ask ah,
1: yeah i got video of it
0: oh <laughs> when's the last time you looked at it
1: i've never looked at it it's, <laughs> it's in a shoe box it's marked uh with the date i man i'm so scared to look at that and, got... the, that was my first night with steve that was my first night like Completely. My first night ever was August 25th, 2005, at UAB, the old Hill Center. Okay. But with Steve, it was 2006, and I, yeah, I definitely got video. But that. Hill
0: Center, you got nothing.
1: And I, I don't, I don't want to see that one either. Do you,
0: <laughs> in your head, do you think Hill Center, you did good, or did you get off stage going, oh man, this is awful? Nah, they they stood up. A
1: few people stood up. So I always say, I, I got a standing ovation. What were
0: you doing then? Were you just doing life stories? What were you doing? Were you doing joke jokes? Dude, I was drunk. I don't know, man. <laughs> it
1: was just some some silly stuff and trying to entertain college kids and just trying to find my my footing. But I remember being like wasted.
0: Cause for a while I had <laughs> my first, literally first time on stage, yeah. open mic, Broadway room at the stardome in Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah. I had it on audio. And when I was on there, on stage, I thought, I don't, I don't see what the big deal is. I'm crushing. <laughs> and i listened the next day and went o-m-g it wasn't was that good awful yeah. <laughs> yeah and so i like hearing comedians if they've got it if they went and heard it what they felt like because i i did more of an improv background and i actually for a while after that specifically because of listening back to it i hated stand-up for a while yeah I like more. a lot of, that. of improv people do. Yeah, I, I it, they're two different demons. People lump them mm-hmm. in together. If you're not in that business, you they lump them in together. Hey, right. it's comedy. But they're two different demons. Absolutely. Um so this so now you you're on the road with Steve Brown. So he throws you in the fire. Oh yeah. So you're on the t- you're on the road and you're just cutting your teeth on the road with Steve Brown.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, before I get into that. The thing about it, your first show, you don't have a standard yet. No. So you just like I made it through. I got somebody a few laughs. laughs. Yeah, I I killed it. Let's do it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's that's your first time. But then as time progresses and you learn the game, you look back and say, "Oh my god, I was awful and I didn't know." But uh, traveling with Steve, um, yeah, he was just like, "Yo, come uh, get on stage, open up, do ten minutes, whatever you got." Um, help me sell the merch after the show and okay. do some of the driving
0: and Let's and, go. <laughs> and that so you're was my a road life. dog immediately yeah
1: yeah so that was that was all I knew for a long time and then um here's when it got tricky like a few years in I met all these other comedians and they were like okay they I heard people like okay that's Steve's boy I was like oh crap Right. I get it. No, I want to be a comedian. Right. right. I want to have my own name and all of that. And that's when I started like branching out and doing comedy competitions. And I was doing real well in those because I've been primed on the road. Like I would seen the veterans. I know what a cadence was Mm -hmm. now. I knew how to, you know, work the room back and forth. So when I came to the comedy competitions, it I ain't saying it was easy, but I was
0: more polished than everybody else that I was competing against. So, and you're doing at that time, your comedy style is you're not doing joke jokes. You're doing like stories with punches, and which to me, to me lends itself to radio because I started in radio first. Where you, we got to fill a time, Mm -hmm. and then right before commercial, let's hit the punch and go. Which kind of is a different demon on stage, right? Did you did you so the radio was after that to you. Mm-hmm. So is that what you're doing? Are you telling life stories uh, back then? Are you doing life stories and getting to the punch, or what are you doing? I think I was I was taking angles of stuff that
1: really happened in my life, but I was adding like Stretching. some yeah, January. like some crazy stuff, like I, my old joke about the dude with the big rims and and. <laughs> Everybody in my neighborhood had big rims. That ain't no secret, you know. But then I'd be like, nah, this one dude, his rim's so big, he like a hamster in the wheel. He didn't even had a car. And so I was taking my uh I was definitely taking real life situations and just adding like a silly twist, which kind of what I still do today. Right. You know, it's all about it's literally gonna be stuff that I went through, but I'm gonna add a little bit of even in the videos.
0: Absolutely. Even in the videos, it's exaggerating what you're really Absolutely. doing. Absolutely. Are you a Are you an actual writer? Are you writing? Are you a, like to me as in comedy? Do you have notebooks of stuff? Are you recording? What are you doing? I got bags of notebooks. Really? At the house. See, that's my Achilles' heel. I'm an awful <laughs> writer, which which leads me to the improv. Uh, I like doing the improv stuff, which right. you're used to just off the head. doing on yeah. stage. Mm-hmm. But to be in stand up, you got to like there are shows where I do stuff off the cuff, and I go, "Oh, that crushed." And then I'm yeah. like, wait, what was it?
1: Yeah, but that, yeah, that leads yeah, to yeah. the
0: write it down. So <laughs> you have mm-hmm. notebooks of stuff.
1: I got notebooks. Uh, every so often I'll go look through them. But if anybody's not familiar with being a writer versus improv, is if we were battle rappers, it's like Cassio would be coming off the dome, freestyler. I would be, you know, going over the stuff that I rehearsed and written and, down. And, and the improv guy is.
0: can crash and burn and sometimes be the guy. Yeah. I think the writer is more consistent. Do you agree with that? Um, What do you think? It, it depends because
1: writers, we do have, like, blocks. Like, there could be months where we don't write anything yeah. new or, you know, I've gotten good about adding notes in my phone and stuff like that. But there were times where I was like, ah. I didn't write that down. Right. I had something good, and um, but people who master it, man, and especially somebody who masters improv, like they—they're genius to me. It's
0: a whole different ball game. Like a Will Ferrell, In my amazing. It makes no
1: sense how talented that dude is, man. Um, and, like I, and
0: I, I do. I, I mean, this is this right. episode's about you, but just to to drive home that point. I took, I took classes at the Groundlings in Los Angeles and Mm -hmm. I would go watch when I was taking classes, I would watch who was in the company and there's names you never know. There's, you would see them in like commercials and stuff, but they're, they're acting, making a living. Well, they would invite people on the weekends, like people you would know to come back and do the show. So one weekend, Louis CK comes in (laughs) and he literally stopped in the middle of the show and was like, I'm out. I don't know what I'm doing up here. Because he's a writer. He's a right, stand up comic right. writer. And he goes, I'm trying to think of punchlines and y'all going different reasons. Doesn't mean he's not as good as them. Right. But it's just they're not, that's not the same mesh of style of comedy. Absolutely
1: not. And I would encourage any comedian, you know, whether you stand up, a writer, or improv, master what you do naturally well. Yeah. You know, little, lucky for me, I've got a little bit of improv in me just you know i don't know where the gift come from but it (laughs) but it comes and every so often i'll say something and people be like whoa and i'm like whoa yeah i don't know where they (laughs) came from either but i think radio is kind of sharpen that tool a little bit in me too and then being on stage will sharpen your your wit too because you gotta sometimes you gotta come with something real quick so
0: so you're doing comedy Mm -hmm. you're hitting the road um all of a sudden let us because i've seen you we've did shows together before Mm -hmm. so i don't want to give too much of maybe your you know the show (laughs) if they haven't seen your show uh, because you're you're all over the nationwide
1: they don't deserve
0: (laughs) (laughs) they gotta pay for that i don't want to give too much away but just talk about how the video comes about because i maybe were you I don't think you were going in planning. This is going to be a viral video. Uh-uh. You just thought I got something funny. Let me get let me share it with people.
1: Well, see, I didn't I didn't know it first. I, I started going back and forth to L.A. Maybe like 2013. Okay. So between 2013, 14, 15, I'm seeing what they're doing. I'm buying all of this different equipment and lighting, and I was doing different type of videos, a whole bunch of skits, just throwing stuff against the wall to see what would stick. Uh, I got reposted by a few blogs. Uh, got a few followers. Just when
0: Vine is popping off and all that, or just Vine
1: a- was kind of—I never really conquered Vine, but it was more Instagram. Okay, back in the fifteen-second era, so okay. we were we were it's hitting quick. them. Yeah, we were hitting them, and the more you do them, you know, your timing gets a little better. You you start coming with the punches a little mm-hmm. bit quicker, and people are looking for videos and. This was more like urban hood black stuff, like, you know, how thugs do this and <laughs> how the gangsters act at the club. And, you know, that was that was cool. I remember I had a character, the trap mime, where I would be, like, miming. I had the full French mime outfit, but I, he would be dancing to, like, Future and, and little Bootsy. People are they, loved it.
0: I was still online somewhere.
1: Nah, I took him down, man. I took him down. <laughs> I don't know if my new audience was ready for <laughs> trap, man. But I got I got him somewhere in the drop box. So um, after, you know, in between, man, on the weekends in the fall, I'm just a football fan, college yeah. football, Alabama guy. So, you know, I took my my love of comedy and my love of Bama football, and I would do, like, little videos every so often when Bama would lose. And I looked up, and after like two years, I had like 25,000 Bama fans just following me. It's crazy. And that was at the end of the 2015 season. So when the 2016 season started, I did the first How Bama Fans video on the couch. It was those 25,000, bro, who started pushing it out to everybody. Like, yo, I ain't checked this guy out. You know, so it yep. it was, it, it literally took me three years to grow up to 25,000. And then that first, that core 25, they started passing around to everybody. And now we're up to like 500,000. You're in the hundreds
0: of thousands, oh, they, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, because I, I, I just remember organically, like on mm-hmm. Facebook, uh, and I don't remember what year it was. It's got to be around there, though. Because um, at first, me and you just saw each other at comedy shows, right? And then organically, you know, on my Facebook feed, and people send me, "Hey, have you seen this dude doing this these Bama <laughs> videos?" And I'm like, "Well, yeah, it's funny, man, but w- w- what's happening?" <laughs> what? And then you go, "Wait, wait, this is getting thousands and thousands, right?" Of, and it's one of those where you go, "Wait, am I, if I'm getting sent." you know, 10 times a day. That means everybody's getting it sent 10 times a day. And then, like you said, it just keeps piling on and piling on. Yeah. Is that one of those things where you, I mean, how does social media change after that? You got
1: to get Did it go. You, I think get, it
0: goes from friends and family to wait, what this changed all of a sudden. Yeah, right? you
1: got to get used to a whole lot more personalities and opinions because everybody got something to say. <laughs> everybody want to tell you how funny you ain't. They want to tell you about the size of your head, how your <laughs> face looks. So you got to be, you know, ready, yeah. for all of that. But it's part of it. And we have a, a, a problem, I think, is people where. We magnify the negative stuff like so big, even 100%. though it's only like three or four people saying we magnify it, yeah, and we'll mute the positive stuff. And I did that at the beginning
0: because you're like, Why
1: is why is
0: this person I don't oh, even God. know got a problem with me? I'm just 100 comments, one comment's negative, yeah, and you focus on that one. Oh, no, you that's go standard. off. <laughs> I don't know if that's human nature, I definitely know it's comedian nature. Absolutely, I think we're all sensitive to that as comedians, yeah. And sure. people
1: try to act like you know. Ah, uh, you 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 soft, you wear your feelings on your shoulder. No, this dude said something and I said <laughs> something back. That's all it is to me. I learned about cause and effect in the third grade. So that's what it is to me. But you you have to be mentally prepared for that man and and um you you know, people gonna handle it different ways. I did not handle it well at first because I never had to deal with it, honestly. Okay. And but now when I kinda caught the groove and I saw like five, six weeks in, I was like, Okay, this is really a thing. Like they're coming back, they're checking for it. I kind of cleaned up the process, you know, uh made the videos a little more clear. Uh started adding some slogans and you know, it just turned into a, a production. But we did still did you have immediately fun with
0: start it. doing it weekly?
1: I did. Okay. And then it just it just
0: kept building on that.
1: Yeah, when the first week hit like three million views. I didn't know what was going on. So I'm like, uh. Three million views. Good <laughs> precious. Yeah. But think about it. If you hit three million one time, you don't know what's going on. You're None. like, you think, okay, well, that was cool. Then that second week, it was still like hundreds of thousands, but that was down from three million. So I'm like, okay, maybe I just struck lightning one right, time. Right. Third week, it's back up to millions. Fourth week is like seven million. Now I'm like, okay, we we might we need have to something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We need this gotta we, be we science need, now. Yeah, we need to get our uh get our act together. Um, and you just, you know, I I stuck with my guns, man. I I um, when the negativity started coming at me, I just kept, you know, posting positivity because I'd already been doing that anyway. So I didn't. it wasn't me pandering. Right. You can go back down my list and you're like, oh yeah, he was always posting Bible scriptures and that's just me. So it's it was just easier to be me. And I think that got a good response from people. Was like, well, we relate to football, we relate to positivity. He's about family. He's having fun. He's not cursing.
0: And and I just kept the train rolling. Well, I think I think also uh for, for people that have not seen your videos, mm-hmm. it, it, it's, it's how Alabama fans watched football this weekend. Yeah. And you do – I think at the beginning, maybe if I'm – correct me if I'm wrong, maybe at the beginning, the first couple ones that I saw were were just kind of the core SEC games, and now you're doing – you do the big games and everything. Right. You know, the, the important games. But I, I think no matter if you're a Bama fan or not – you even fall into the quote-unquote stereotypes of Bama fans. I think non-Bama fans go, that is that is what they think. Right. You know what I mean? And the right. Bama fans are going, that is how I watch the game.
1: Yeah. And, and that's what that's what I asked college fans, and they've all kind of straggled in over the years. I asked them what they liked about it. They're like, dude, you act just like <laughs> us. But here's the other part Insert about their team.
0: Right. And you're, you're the same passion, yeah.
1: It was, of course, it's Bama football, but for outsiders – I'm a different looking Bama fan. Okay. You know, because when they make the Bama jokes, it's usually just be real. You know, oh, with white, some redneck. Old white, yeah, white, redneck, okay. missing teeth, the Harvey cousin up, loving. Dog. Yeah, they try to throw <laughs> all of that out there, but they're like, oh, it's a cool young black kid. Um, what can we say? <laughs> this, this isn't how we pictured Bama. I, now they got to look at Bama fans right. totally different. Yeah. So, it it uh there was a lot of um uh byproducts from the videos that and that was one of them. They were like, "Oh, this is kind of modern right. looking. Yeah. <laughs> this looks a little progressive." <laughs> You're
0: as backwards as we thought you were, right? A little bit.
1: Right, right, right. So it, it's just been a good look for everybody. And then I'm, you know, I understand that it 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 coincides with. All the winning that Bama does—that yeah. you know now people are, will pay attention. You can have their ear when you're winning. Nobody cares how Bama fans watch the game if we're so
0: do, <laughs> two so, and eight every year. So do you find, since they're especially since they're few and far between, do you find right. do you find viewers go up after a loss? Absolutely. <laughs> do they? Absolutely. Cause cause every, yeah,
1: everybody wants to see. Okay, yeah, Mister. <laughs> Cocky, you missed a cocky when y'all winning. <laughs> now that you lost, let's see what let's you got to say he's now. Say? His other byproduct from the videos all the other fan bases come to see what I'm going to say about their team. About if, their they, team yeah. if they took a loss, they want to see how hard I'm going to go on them. If they won, they want to come collect their props.
0: Yeah.
1: It's. It is what it is because right. people know that a lot of college football fans are watching. They want to be represented, even though it clearly says how Bama fans. Right. I wear crimson in the videos. Like, nah, you're
0: validation for yeah,
1: yeah, we've seen you validate and shout out other schools, <laughs> so don't act
0: like you don't Give do us it. ours. Right. All right, so you're, you're doing stand-up. Now the, now the videos pop off. Mm-hmm. When did you realize – I'm going to have to bring the videos in on my gigs. Like, do you start getting calls to do gigs because of the videos? Or are people yelling stuff at the gigs? How did that start mingling?
1: It, it was immediate. Insta- it was an immediate decision. The okay. crazy thing was I was scheduled to perform uh, during the holiday weekend, Thanksgiving weekend, which is also Iron Bowl weekend here, at the start on, okay. 2016. You know, they usually fishbowl which means they'll call people and give away free tickets just to fill it up.
0: Now let let me let me pause so, mm-hmm. so people not in Birmingham start on Uh <laughs> 400 over 400 people. About 425. Over yeah. 400 people Tuesday through Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh and yes, Iron Bowl weekend, Iron Bowl Alabama Auburn game, largest rivalry in sports. Um a lot of people are either at the game around the game, mm-hmm. at home with their friends and family watching the game. So if you're doing comedy there, which I've done on that weekend, a little sparse. So like yeah. you said, <laughs> a lot of free tickets going out. Right. You bring right. you and your friends, come out. So you've got people that either aren't football fans or just want to get out or from out of town, whatever mm-hmm. the reason. Like you said, fishbowl is what they call it. Right. We're drawing names out of the fishbowl and you win tickets. So you're there on that weekend, and mm-hmm. that changes everything.
1: Yeah, it it was it was God's timing, man. We had filmed in March of 2016 a Comedy Central show with Kevin Hart called okay. Heart of the City. Yeah, that was in March of 2016. They didn't let us know when it was going to air or anything. So March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, <laughs> November. Finally, they let us know. Um, that the show is about to air just happens to be the Sunday before I'm about to feature at the start on.
0: Okay.
1: No tickets have been sold. Um, You know, they were fishbowling and, you know, getting ready to fill it up. So I push out on my Facebook. Hey guys, check out comedy central. I'm going to be on uh, with Kevin Hart. So now they see me sitting with Kevin Hart Rocky Dale Davis, my boy Trey Mack, and
0: great Birmingham comics.
1: Yeah, so you, and, and I'm with Kevin Hart, and I perform well. After the show goes off, tickets just start flying. They're like, "Oh, <laughs> he's a real comedian! <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, we didn't we didn't know that we like thought we he was just on the couch,
0: right?" Yeah. Like we mentioned, a lot of viral video stars. Mm -hmm. got famous first then they're going out to comedy clubs because they can sell tickets not hating on that do what you got to do if you can sell tickets sell tickets and the comedy clubs go if you can sell tickets come on in Mm -hmm. then they got to figure it out on stage which is a hard thing to do right uh so uh, flipping around they're going wait a minute he's an actual comic (laughs) Uh, which which i've seen you do before you have to you you, i think you do a, a great job of when you do a show, you do comedy beforehand and go, right. guys, I'm a comic first. Right. We're going to get to the Bama stuff.
1: Absolutely. That's exactly why what I tell them stuff. every show. I'm like, hey, I know why y'all are here. But <laughs> first, let me get y'all up to speed. About 30, 40 minutes worth of jokes. Then we'll flip to the football stuff and we'll do a Q&A if they want to ask me about football. So it's they get a, a full show. But that 2016 moment, um, we sold out to start on for, I think, like four nights and now they had to scramble because they had given away all of these fishbowl tickets. and They're, they're like, getting bumped. It, it, yeah. are you, or are you <laughs> headlining or you featuring? I was headlining. You
0: were headlining. Easy. And all of a sudden,
1: boom. Happened just that fast, man. And uh, like I said, it was uh, that first night we had fun, but it was a little rocky because I was like, you know, talking about the football stuff all the way in between and everybody kept roaring. But then that second night, I was like, no. I'm I'm going to do my jokes and then I'm uh talk about football. Okay, I made so an instant decision and it's been that way ever so, since. So so
0: second night you figured out I'm doing half comedy mm-hmm. and then we'll get to the football.
1: Yeah, cuz I had the whole week to think about it, but you know, I felt the first day out and I was like, no, this this is how it's going to be. Like okay. second night ever since then it's been no issues. Like we've been boom 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 and That's it's crazy. been rolling, man. Okay. Yeah.
0: So you let you you let people open it up afterwards. and mm-hmm. ask questions. Uh, You said everything's been great. Yeah. No bad shows along the way? Not to me. Not to me. I always like to see if there was a stinker in there with somebody. Nah, it's
1: it's so many different sections. You know, you got your openers. Then you got my 30 minutes worth of jokes. Then you got like 10 to 15 minutes worth of football jokes. 10 minutes of Q&A. And then like another 20, 30 minutes of autographs and signing pictures right. so every segment would have to go wrong for me to feel like it's to have basher. a complete bomb yeah even if the 30 minute setting go so good and be like oh the football part went good and i enjoyed everybody energy during the picture taking so if all of that just went wrong I, it'd be <laughs> it'd be crazy but now nah, we we have a lot of fun there man
0: what do you consider? Do you have a do you have a show that stands out? Your your best show, your favorite show you've ever done. Oh goodness, man. hottest crowd, anything like that? Does anything stand out?
1: Off top, I keep oh, yeah, that's thinking pu- of that's like you on the top. Yeah, I know. I I keep thinking of like shows like Dothan, man. Um, it's the smaller towns right. where they just come out ready. Now I love my Nashville's, Atlanta's, Chicago's, but. Those small towns, man, they really make it you. A theater? With. Nah, it was like a, was a restaurant kind of bar situation. Yeah. But we had like 200 people in there who were just ready. You know, it was just ready for action, bro. And we like brought it. It was just fun. It was, you know, as a comedian, when you had those nights when you're just in the zone, yeah. everything's just hitting, hitting, hitting. Yeah. That's what it was, man. So anytime we've done like, uh,
0: what, was, what was the small city we Aniana. did together?
1: get on swamp tales yeah you can't beat (laughs) stuff like that man they
0: clamored for it yeah because you're because i you know i looked at i looked at your tour schedule because we Mm -hmm. had to find time for for us to talk for this and i see that was a cool thing about looking at your tour schedule you had the clubs in there but like you said you're also going to towns that don't necessarily have a comedy club right but they're wanting to see your show which Mm -hmm. i think is a pretty cool deal Cause you're getting to bring comedy to that,
1: right? And that's what that's what I think they appreciate. Like, yo, you you're gonna take the time out to come to yeah. our town. Like, dude, we are gonna show you all love. Cause right. we don't get a lot of entertainment here, and you know, they it's a different type of appreciation. How do other colleges take you? Loving it. Do you do my new colleges? Yeah, I I go on their campuses. Like I've you know sometimes i walk around i got this thing i'm trying to see all the sec stadiums right. and i got two more to go uh anytime i'm on their campuses i always love man i get recognized by students and and you people. In full bama gear when you go always <laughs> yeah you going
0: to bama games i know you got fam at mississippi state right yeah yeah he Is just right?
1: graduated though but um
0: so you going to bama games is that it's what your Guardians are the you games going to now. What?
1: Yeah, it's it's hard going to the game. I usually just visit the stadiums like out, out of just season when you're out? or okay. yeah or when I'm traveling and get a picture at every stadium. Um, but it's hard going to Bama games now, man. It's hard to get like up the steps. <laughs> like it's, you know, I love it. We I gotta love get it, you but... not
0: up the steps. We gotta get you straight in, man. But
1: they, yeah, but they know I. I, I love t- yeah. when I go to a game. I'm not trying to sit up in the booth, right. Like VIP. I want to be amongst the people. But you know, it's just is is different now, and I'll come in. I'll wave at everybody and rile everybody stop, up. So. Yeah, but. People will as soon as they get like a timeout, everybody will run down, try to get a selfie. And then you try to tell them nicely, like, look, if I take one picture, it's game over. I might have to take twenty five hundred. And that's gonna be difficult. So Wherever you
0: cut off, you're gonna be the ass to them. Right. So So, what we
1: started doing, we teamed up with Hibbit and we'll take like two hours worth of pictures before the Bama game. Oh, that's cool. Dude, and everybody's like, man, how do you do that? Like, how do you have the energy to sit and smile that long? Because I'm like, y'all thinking about now. I'm still thinking about 2014 and 2009 when nobody knew who I right. was and nobody wanted to take a picture. So I appreciate this. Like, I'll do this.
0: No, com- comedians, like you said, mm-hmm. do not matter how packed the room is. Doesn't matter there's a thousand comments that are positive. Right. We remember the tiny rooms. We remember the bad comments. Absolutely. We remember when nobody was there. You remember the fishbowl rooms. You mm-hmm. remember all that. You remember that more? I ask you for your favorite show, and you, it's like, I don't know. You remember <laughs> bad shows? You're like, yeah, I can probably list some right. bad rooms. I don't <laughs> right, want to throw right, anybody on right. the bus, but I remember bad rooms. So, I, you know, I, I think that ten, that that's that mentality of being a comedian. Of, right. I remember the I remember cutting my teeth, and I remember what I had to do to get here. Mm-hmm. So you don't you don't want to ever let it go. Do you? But um, to
1: your, to but, that end, isn't it weird though that guys who don't come up and stand up, but just get that internet fame, they walk in the room like, "Oh, y'all should know me." Oh, uh, that there's no uh, with a lot of them that I've noticed is they're, they're missing the humility that comes with. Having those bad shows, and then now they have to get their humility while they're already popular, yeah. And I don't wish that on anybody.
0: Uh, <laughs> we can, we're we not can gonna get say, our
1: humility in the early days, and nobody knows who we are, I was about to say, and they'll forget you. But y'all have already sold out this theater, right? And you still got to get humble.
0: You're figuring it out on in front of everybody.
1: I wouldn't wish that on my worst
0: enemy, bro. <laughs> I was about to say. We've we've all seen videos of viral stars where the show goes bad, right? While they're on stage, mm-hmm. and it's a not a good thing because Mm-mm. doesn't matter who you are, doesn't matter if you're the most famous comic in the world, a starter or anywhere in between. If a crowd can smell blood, it's game oh. over for you. Oh my! Because they are in charge, no matter what, no matter yeah. how much you think you're in control as a comedian, they are in charge of that room. Yeah, and so we've all seen the videos of it go bad i think a somebody that like you said started as a comic and figured it out in those smaller rooms and got mm-hmm. to that point knows how to handle that defeat a little bit better in public right. than somebody who goes oh i'm i'm facing this for the first time and unfortunately it's in front of hundreds and hundreds of people wouldn't so- wish
1: it on my worst enemy bro <laughs> to have to get your humble pie in front of hundreds of people no way it's, that ain't it, man. That ain't it, see. 'Cause
0: Because now you're at a point where, in your comedy, you might try something new in the middle of your show, and mm-hmm. if it doesn't go well, I think you're at the point where you go, I know I can come back with some fire afterwards and right, get them back. Right, right, right. I think at that point you go, I don't know how to dig out of that hole. I mean, that's what you learned back in those days is Mm -hmm. how do I get out of a hole when I get in a hole? Yeah. Now you've got enough material to go, (laughs) if this don't go bad, I'm going to throw some heat right after this and get right back out of it.
1: Yeah. And I'm going to make fun of myself. (laughs) I I tell a new joke now doesn't go well. I look at the crowd like, oh, forget y'all. I enjoyed (laughs) that one. That was (laughs) one of my best (laughs) ones. I don't know (laughs) what y'all thinking. But think about it. If you (laughs) – if you – pack out the house, and you bum, and they came to see you, it's, oh, my God, funny man bummed. Right. But if nobody knows you, and you're just opening for somebody, and you bum, it's just, hey, that guy bummed. do not remember. You could be that guy, because yeah. you can... Go on with your life. They don't
0: remember your name. They can see you again when they know you and won't know that they saw nah. you when you bombed. Nah, and I'm not going to bring it up either. <laughs> <You can't. laughs> this is the first time you saw me. Right.
1: This is the first time I've been in this town. but Because <laughs> nobody's got their camera out when they don't know you. Right. You know, because they're not going to waste their battery on. I
0: heard somebody, yeah. maybe you can say, maybe what, what's your thoughts on this? I heard somebody say, mm-hmm. I wish I could remember who said it. It was a comic. But it was early on when I was when I was working that said the easiest spot of the night is featuring not emceeing it was mm. featuring cuz you're in the middle they didn't pay to come see you I think emceeing and if people don't know the stand up headliners who you paid to go see their names on the bill their names right. on the ticket that's most likely who you came to see Feature goes right before them. It's usually a three-man show. MC starts it off. Mm -hmm. They're coming out. You're sitting down, doing announcements, getting the show started. Somebody told me MC is second hardest because, or maybe even the hardest, because they're ordering. They're doing, hey, who's got this? Good to see you. Hadn't seen you. It's date night. Where's our table? What are we ordering? Who's getting this? You drinking? Everything. Everything. They told, they said the feature was the easiest part because you really got no pressure. What do you think? I think
1: I used to think like that at one point but now I think it's backwards. I think just me. Yeah. I think host has it the easiest okay. because they're the first voice that the crowd is hearing. Okay. Even if they're okay, they've set the tone for like okay, it's it's like this. Like okay. this is the kind of night we're in for. So if the host gets some laughs, they can kind of go wherever. And it's there's really no pressure on them to do material. Heck, they could do birthday shout-outs. Right. They could shout out all of the zodiac <laughs> signs and get a reaction. Yeah. There's no pressure on them to do material. Uh feature, there's a little more pressure because you gotta have twenty to twenty-five good minutes. Right. You know, if okay. you start losing people and people are like, If the host didn't set the tone right and everybody's ready to see the headliner and the mojo in the room is thrown off, that feature better come with it. Yeah. Now as the headliner, everybody came to see you. So if the host is killing and the feature is killing. Oh, no, the headliner is definitely the toughest. Don't get (laughs) me wrong. Headliner is definitely the toughest. Because everybody's going to remember you. Yeah, know, a headliner. headliner. but do
0: you think the feature blends in um i th- I think a lot of um can get l- lost on the shuffle a little bit he. E- yeah of course I think they there, can. I think there's some nights where like when I featured when I first started featuring and you go out and do twenty minutes and you go man that was fire i I, yeah. I can't wait can't wait the <laughs> club owner's gonna love me, fans galore and you go yeah. after the show. And everybody shakes the headliner and walks right past you. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. And like, that, I think that's you normal kind of feature. In.
1: But then you also, this is the worst part about featuring, especially when you do well. <laughs> you're out there helping the, the. this used to be my experience, you're out there helping the headliner sell his merch and you're shaking hands. <laughs> and here comes that one person. Man, I thought you were the best uh, one.
0: It's the most uncomfortable ever. So
1: uncomfortable because now the headliner is like, oh well.
0: Especially, I was about to say if the headliner. Now you hears out it? of work. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> I've had the headliner here a few times, and now me being the headliner, I don't try to stifle the feature. I'm like, you know, do what you do. Yeah. Because I'm gonna do what I do, but then in the back of my head, I'm also like. You can't really, really have a <laughs> yeah. strong, strong feature, man. Let's be real, bro. I
0: was about to say, there's. I've been through different mindsets. I would love to see yours. Because, look, every comic's different. This, mm-hmm. That's why it's an art form. I've been through different mindsets. At first, when I first started headlining, I'd be like, I hope the feature bombs. Because I'm going to go out here and, <laughs> and be better than him. I know right, that. Right, right. I might not have the greatest set ever, <laughs> right. but I can be better than him. Right. I'll be bombs and sets the bar low. And then I'm like, now I hope he sets the bar and gets mm-hmm. the crowd reaction. Right. What are you like now? Are now, you Are you in I Hope He Sets Fire or what?
1: No, I, I want everybody to be good. Just crush. I want everybody to be good because that makes for a good show because at this point, I'm going to do what I need to do regardless. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I'm going to come out and I'm going to set my own tone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But there are now, I can't just have – the feature getting a standing ovation <laughs> come on man we gotta talk i'm like dude i, I if, if it ever happened to me i honestly would be like dude i'm be real with you like i love you in the feature spot but dude you 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 killing and i'm gonna just take this l like you making take it hard it down a for notch me no nah, i'm not gonna ask you to take it down a notch i'm gonna be like dude i'm i'm uh you ready to headline, bro. <laughs> hey, we just gotta do. We gotta come to something, man. I ain't trying to take you off of work. Here, I'll pay you for tomorrow night, but I'm gonna get
0: a replacement, dude. <laughs> I'll recommend you to anybody else, but right? You can't feature from right. Me so yeah, you on. can go
1: tell them like, you know Jermaine took me off the show because I was killing. <laughs> and if they come ask me, I'm gonna say yes. That's exactly what happened, bro. Because that dude is strong.
0: I let me ask you this: <laughs> Why? Why do you think? Uh, uh, why do you think there's not? Or maybe you have a different view. mate mm-hmm. why do you think there's not comedy feuds like there is in like music and stuff? Oh, there
1: absolutely are comedy feuds. You don't follow enough do you, black comedians. You, <laughs> <definitely>. <laughs> they feud what all the
0: time.
1: do you think? Time. It's not
0: as public, or do you think? What do you think? We've had many. I because well because well, uh, I've had comics tell me mm-hmm. they don't like other comics. Yeah, I don't see it as. As publicized. Now maybe maybe like you said, maybe well, we, I'm not. We
1: would have to be popular enough for people to care. That's one thing. <laughs> okay. But I seen uh um, <laughs> not for
0: me personally, but yeah, yeah I know I, what you're I
1: saying. saw uh recently I saw Cat Williams and Tiffany Haddish go oh, at it. Oh, that interview uh, was amazing. Kevin Hart and um and Mike Epps went at it. Uh Michael Blackson and Lil Duval had a spat. So it's been I would say it's been Two to three major comedy beefs in black comedy a year.
0: Well, Cat, Cat Williams did the interview over in Atlanta, the radio interview, right. where he just said he was supposed to, a, to be
1: there. He yeah.
0: set fire to a bunch of people. Yeah. Was that where Red was in the studio?
1: Yeah, it was Red's interview. Red Grant. Was there performing and he was there to (laughs) interview with Wanda Smith and Frank.
0: Cat torched everybody.
1: Yeah, Cat was in the green room just supporting his boy and they was like, No, 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 Cat, you know, because he's a big name and they wanted to get him in and talk to him. And then Wanda starts up with him and then he goes in on everybody and Cat being Cat. And now he got all these beefs (laughs) and Kevin Hart writing paragraphs and All this stuff, man. So the beef is is there. I'll never understand it because, you know, it's enough out there for all of us. And shout out to my guy, Scooter McGruder. I don't even know if you know Scooter Scooter McGruder. Scooter McGruder is a guy who people would say that our videos are kind of similar. He's a big Cowboys fan, Florida Gators fan. Here's the thing. Scooter's been on the couch at least two to three years before I even thought about it. Okay. So, people kept sending him my videos and sending me his videos, like, "Wow, this dude's stealing from you, this dude scooter dm me his number, and we just chopped it up about what we could do to make our video he he wasn't worried about the beef, he wasn't worried about who's doing what he
0: was did like, you see scooter before or did you just didn't, I soon never as you saw put out videos everybody's like you're stealing him yeah,
1: but we Cause, we cause never they we the, never they met. The drama.
0: yeah, and after like
1: Two conversations, we did a, a collaborative video, over a million views, and we've been cool ever since. That's wild. He'll hit me up. He's like, yo, this agent's looking for such and such. I think you'd be perfect for blah, blah, blah. I hit him up. Yo, uh, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? So when people try to manufacture a beef, we actually became comrades. But that's, that's on Scooter. Because I can't say that I came in, you know, wanting to... Be the bigger man, or well, I felt like know, handle it.
0: I felt like if I did something like that, mm-hmm. and somebody immediately starts tagging me and going, "You copied him," I think human nature is you get defensive and go, yeah. y- Like, like I, I, wouldn't even know Scooter, but I'd be like, "I don't know him. I didn't copy right, him." Right, right, right. And, and you feel right. like you're attacking him and getting mad at him, but really, it's just fans going, his fans going, looking out for him. That's exactly and what it was. Your fans doing the same thing for you. That's
1: exactly what it was. We were both. Innocent. So that's big on him for reaching out and going,
0: let's. It was totally big. He'll have my
1: respect to the, to the day I'm gone because of that. And that changed my perspective on how I would handle stuff in the future because that was not my first thought to reach out to this man. Right. That was his first thought to reach out to me and let's collab.
0: So did you think maybe he was on, maybe he was mad at you out of the gate or did you, what did you think? Once, Once
1: he reached out, I was like, oh, this, this a real dude. Like this, he gets it. Yeah. Like he got it more than me. You know, and the way he handles negativity, like Scooter will never respond to a critic. You could go back to his Twitter. You can search his YouTube. He will never respond. I don't know what that is (laughs) in him, but I'm trying to now emulate and recreate that for myself. But he will, he's never responded and he never will. Do you block people on Twitter? I've had to block a few lately and, it, and you know, it, I can deal with anybody saying you ain't funny that, that right. for whatever reason, that don't bother you're me. You're going to get that. Yeah. Everybody's
0: going to get it if you're out in the public eye.
1: Yeah. But here, here's the kicker being, uh, having a large Southern Republican Trump loving fan base. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's going to be some clashes because we're not going to agree on things. Right. You know what I'm saying? When it gets outside of football sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'll just, I'll forget who's following me. Sometimes stuff just fly. I've never, Cassio, I've never woke up and be like, oh, I'm going to find (laughs) something racist today. I'm looking, I'm actively searching. No, I've never done that. Sometimes stuff just comes down my timeline. And then I'll say something about it because I disapproved of it. And then they'll start, you know, backlash. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. What part <laughs> are you not agreeing with? Right. This guy, you know, I'm just saying like, for instance, it's, um, you know, some governor or whatever uh, called him blackface right. or, you know, some racist guy said something. And I'm like, wow, what a what an ignorant bigot this is. Right. Well, what about such and such? I was like, wait, wait, what you mean? What about? We're talking about this racist <laughs> idiot right now. You're throwing that's yeah, you, a
0: distraction grenade. Right. You're trying to distract uh, What him about here. ism? Yeah. It's like well, <laughs> what about well ism? why
1: didn't you say anything when it, I didn't see that? What are you talking about? I'm not picking who's racist. I I'm just addressing the racist guy that I saw. <laughs> so the fact that you're getting defensive makes makes me feel like you might be wanting to right. side with that guy. Now yeah. we got a problem. So I'm like, hold on. Now where's your head really at? <laughs> Let's go back. What part of what I said
0: actually upset you? But do you do you? And you see, I don't know how close you pay attention to numbers, but I, I mm-hmm. from what I've seen, I don't I don't think that has affected you, especially negative. No, I don't Not think it's you either way. Right.
1: Here, here's the thing. I've learned a lot about southern republicans and and how a lot of them really think because they'll send me messages you know privately in support but i think there's a culture amongst them where you just don't you don't go against uh us in public and i think that's their mantra i kind of respect that Okay. I kind of respect that, but I, I also sometimes wonder. Wait, how, when
0: you said, would clarify when you say us? Um, I'm talking about white Southern, deep so red saying, state
1: Republicans.
0: You're saying they go the people that believe like I do. Right. We're not going to against them in public, even if we have some different right. views. When, when, when political we all, views. We're when on we're the same. talking
1: about the Second Amendment. Look, we're all in. We support the Second Amendment. Right. You know, if we're talking about being pro life, we're all in. You don't go against that. In public. Right. Even if you feel a way, you shut your mouth <laughs> and you don't say it out in public. That's kind of gangster. That there's you know an unwritten rule where it This does... is my click and we're gonna ride or die. Yeah, but, but where I think it gets uh kind of sad to me is now come on man, kids are getting killed in schools. You can't speak up about kids getting killed because you're worried about what you're gonna say in opposition to guns, dude. So that's that. That to me, that's that's kind of sad that you can't even if nothing. I think I think it comes down to not that they don't want to say something, but they don't know what to say.
0: So that's an interesting. Did you did you have a talk with yourself internally of uh, maybe? With this newfound followers, Mm -hmm. because that's the age we're in, do you have a debate within yourself? Am I going to stay away from this now? Do you have that debate?
1: Sometimes I do. But then sometimes I'm like, I know I'm not speaking up to benefit myself. Right. I'm speaking up on behalf of a lot of people who might not have as many followings as me. Uh, I let them know, like, dude, I got conservative views. Right. I'm I'm a... a gun toter, I'm um, carded I had to post all of that and now it's a different conversation like look, I support the second amendment you know, I support guns and gun ownership, absolutely but I can also say we've got a culture problem with guns because kids should not be getting killed at school people should, 50 people should not be getting shot at a club in Orlando and 50 or whatever in Vegas That that's a culture problem Right. Because it keeps happening. So even though I support the Second Amendment, let's put everything on the table to change the culture. If we need st- a stricter law that just says you can still own a gun, but look, we need to, we need to check you out for about two weeks. <laughs> I got no problem with that. If that's going to keep a few of the crazies from getting guns,
0: I got no problem with that. So, but you don't. But what? Uh, so your Twitter, you're not necessarily when a story comes up going, mm-hmm. I need to use this as a platform. No. You just see something that catches your eye and go, and I respond. You know what? I need to say something. I'm gonna. <laughs> I feel like I want to say something on right. this. That's it. That's if y'all it. agree, you agree. If you don't, you don't. That's as far That's as what I take it. Social media is for.
1: That's as far as I take it. But I think when people come at me like in a in a nasty or confusing way, I'm a. I'm kind of a a facts guy. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, let me let me hear you out.
0: If your argument, let me hear you. Yeah, me your let me argument. let me hear
1: you out. What what's yeah. your, what's your what's your stance on this? I mean, then I, if they come back with some BS, I'm like, "Well, no, actually, that that that." <laughs> so, you find out that a lot of people don't like to be told the truth. Right. And now they come back with some other stuff. I've been accused of being a racist and I like, "Dude, if I'm racist, I'm a great actor. <laughs> I'm way better than <laughs> Jesse Smollett, bro." because i'd be acting we
0: so uh so we've got we've got the twitter followers now Mm -hmm. let's see, we've got the videos now the tour's going do you um do you find a relief when football's over is there is there a little bit of downtime there
1: there is like a i mean you got other
0: stuff going right but is there is there a little bit of Okay, I can catch my breath for just a little bit. Absolutely, because those three-minute videos
1: that everybody sees, they take me like four to five hours. Sure,
0: you're not just recording, stop, recording, stop, recording, no. stop. No,
1: that throws my whole sleep <laughs> schedule off for the week. Do you so, drop them
0: on the same day?
1: Uh, I drop them uh, early Sunday sk- morning, about 7.30, well, So you're trying Sunday to get
0: morning. them out ASAP? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, that's, all, that's always work, so... You know, I think I because the sooner the better. Yeah, and I think it 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 uh helps or it matches up with the algorithm, and I get pushed to the top of a lot of pages, and it's organic and yeah. Sun, know, it works. Sunday,
0: that's where naturally everybody's talking about the college football, and that's right. I think the lady right, you and then it's
1: not a lot of um, it's not a lot of content being posted early Sunday morning. That's true. Yeah, but my audience is up; they're up getting ready for church, and,
0: and now they're clamoring for it; they're waiting for it now. That's
1: it; they expect it.
0: Uh so you do you focus do you focus more on comedy when football season's over or do you capitalize during football season?
1: Uh mostly when football season is over.
0: That's when you hit the road more.
1: Yeah, we got uh you know, my daytime job occupies my week. Um
0: and when you say daytime job it's I'm radio. on the radio,
1: yeah. Yeah, I'm on the radio in Birmingham, so I can't do a, a ton of traveling. And then uh, come Saturday, I've got to be in front of a TV.
0: Yeah,
1: like I've got to watch all of these games, so I'll have something to talk about. Yeah, so it it, it would be rough to travel during the. Do
0: ball. you do you watch football alone? You like going to party or I do. I, do, I do like, like you have watching to watch it alone. it alone.
1: Yeah, I like I like watching alone better. Uh, if I try to watch it in the group thing now. Everybody wants to talk. Everybody's staring at me. And you're trying to actually think of
0: what to do in the video, right? (laughs) No, I'm
1: trying to watch the game. (laughs) bama. You know, everybody's looking at me like... Say something funny. Yeah, like act like you act on the thing. Like, dude, relax. Let's just chill out and watch the game. Let me watch the game. I really watch (laughs) the game. Like... But, you know, I can't say how I, you know, act if I'm watching uh, an event with Denzel and Halle right. Berry, I'd probably be watching them too. <laughs> yeah, like
0: exactly. Not
1: that I'm on their level. Oscar winners. So but,
0: now it really is. Let me just be on the couch and watch football. That's it.
1: And now I can I can relax. I can be with my thoughts. I can have my Twitter in my lap and
0: so a couple yeah. quick things. Mm-hmm. So before we get out of here, because I, I know your time's precious, appreciate you being with me. A couple quick things. Cause we, we both are in radio. Mm-hmm. I do think that helps the comedy thing. Do you do you Absolutely. love the radio bug? I think it helps. I think me personally, think it helps me be creative. That
1: and I think it helps us get to the punchline quicker. Yeah. Because you don't have all day to do your setup and everything right. with radio. You got to, especially if you got like a partner in radio, you got to be able to respond, boom, yeah. get in, get out. Uh, so I think it helps with that. And I think it just helps understand the industry a lot better because y'all probably have celebs coming through and yes. promoting, so you understand the just the media grind and, and what you got to do on different ends and how you need to communicate with people. And when you go do your own interviews, you 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 just it's a different understanding.
0: I'm sure you get this a lot because mm-hmm. we get it in uh, Huntsville where I do my morning show. Uh, after being out on the road as a comic and now doing the morning show and having comedians come in, right? I get comedians uh, all the time. Go, wow! That was that was a chill. It's not the morning <laughs> zoo. Hey, set right. up because right. I've been on that other side. <laughs> Absolutely, and there's worse than going. I'm going to set you up and you do a punchline. <laughs> you just want to do an interview and let's, let's get my story out and come see my show. Yeah, you you want to act
1: great questions you want to do a little more research you don't want to ask them the same old thing you're going to help them sell the show a little bit better because you understand what they're trying to do and and it's just it's better
0: we're not having fun in the nut hut and doing all this cheesy stuff that radio stuff that we've all had to do as comics on the road you're like i know what so when when they come in uh you know how to deal with them Mm -hmm. uh better um do you do you foresee do you think the viral is going to get bigger in the comedy world? Do you think it's kind of at a happy medium what do you What do you think it's gonna do
1: i i there's always gonna be change. who knows what the uh what the next stage of this thing yep. is or whatever but uh right now it's gonna be around for a while yeah, you know people are watching less t v yeah people watch maybe an hour hour and a half of TV. They
0: consume media from wherever they want now. But everybody's got these little TVs
1: in their hands now. So they're looking to be entertained all day, every day. They're scrolling their Facebook. They're scrolling their Instagrams. And, you know, uh, if you can make yourself a valuable content um, uh, uh, producer on there or contributor, they'll find you. Yeah. They'll find because they – The difference with TV and internet is TV, you had limited options. You know, they throw things out there and then you choose or you didn't choose. On here, everybody's going to choose. Yeah. You don't get to choose who gets chosen. They just choose you because they wanted, they like what you did and.
0: And that's the organic push. Like you that's said, it. friends share it with friends, friends share it with friends. Yeah. That's when you know it's good is because it right. organically went out there. Yeah. Um, so before we let you go real quick, i like to ask uh, the other comics that I've had on mm-hmm. uh, because I get it just in the, uh, the time that I've done comedy myself. Uh, I'm sure you get it all the time. Comics ask people that are starting in the business for advice in stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. All comics have different answers for that. When somebody asks you for advice for stand-up comedy, what do you give them?
1: I tell young comics, uh, enjoy the ride. And the ride is, you know, being bad, man. Not being perfect. You know, not selling tickets. But enjoying the ride of everything that it takes to get to that point. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The good nights, the bad nights, the the hungry nights, the broke nights. The oh crap, we got a five hundred dollar check for this show night. You know, the small victories, enjoying all of it, because once you get to a headline and level, that's all you're gonna talk about. It's all the stuff that you had to go through to get to where you are. Like when I'm with when I'm with comedians, I'm not usually talking about um what's going on now. We're talking about the hazing that we had yeah. to go through you know, back then, and that's the stuff where we relate to, but you realize, like, it, it all makes sense when you get to where you're going. So just enjoy the ride and keep working and don't give up, man, and learn to smile during the bad times, bro, because they're coming, but learn to smile, learn to make <laughs> fun of it, and let the stage be your therapy.
0: And before we leave, tell them where all they can find you online.
1: I got the same name on all of your favorite apps, at Main, F-U-N-N-Y, Maine, F-U-N-N-Y m-a-i-n-e that's on every major app got the same name so find me follow me love to have you thank you man thank Appreciate you brother the
0: time check him out videos are great Radio's great you can get i'm sure hey, they I- can get the app right <laughs> they yeah, listen yeah, to yeah. the radio in birmingham they can get the app whatever they want the videos all the good content thank you uh jermaine funny main johnson check him out we better stop before i get him.